0: Hey, you're listening to the Home and Garden Leaders podcast. I'm sitting here with Michael Kunz from Home3000, uh, which is a German furnishing company. Michael, why don't you introduce yourself really briefly to our
1: audience? Hello, thank you for your n- invitation. I'm Michael and we are a company selling furniture that we design ourselves in-house. And I'm the operations manager means I'm responsible for the daily business, but also for future projects, uh, like if we want to get more reach on Amazon or with our own web shop. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess that's a brief explanation of who I am and what the company makes. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah,
0: And you're selling very unique like bookshelves for example they look like they're invisible to an extent so that's roughly
1: what your product range is in general right it's more these innovative kind of products exactly it's about uh, minimalism and about innovative products we try to make products which help the customer to make their living rooms more beautiful and more minimalistic and for example, the Invisible Bookshelf is our bestseller. We have it already since 10 years and it was an idea of our designer. He created itself, himself and therefore he started this company after he saw that the product is going very well. And further and further over the last decade, there came more products like shelves for, for example, wood or products to store file folders and we have also a table which is very minimalistic for couches and our newest product which we are working on is a holder for the kitchen where mm-hmm. the top of a pot yeah, yeah the yeah. top of the, the, lid. the lid exactly you can hold the lid it's very minimalistic and because of the holder you can you can put the lid on your top and the desk gets clean stays clean and you have more place on your working station in the kitchen and that's a product we launched this November and we are working on it to make the market for it because we saw offered nowhere therefore we have a lot of work to do to explain the product and to sell the product because no one is searching for it therefore we have to have some I don't say issues but her- 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 we have a lot of challenges to reach the market because no one is searching for this product. That's our news project, yes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So you kind of
0: require a different approach that isn't meant for things that are already being searched for, but to kind of make people discover it without actually searching for
1: it actively, right? Yeah, exactly. Because someone is searching for, a table for example and therefore you can just make google ads and be the first one just bid the highest amount of money and you will probably sell this table but no one is searching for a lid holder for the kitchen because it's new Yeah, because it's new yeah not like wmf if you search for their kitchen gadgets someone will find it but we still have to explain the product so everybody understands and wants to buy it that's the big challenge about the product that is not on the market yet and then what was
0: your personal or professional background before joining
1: home 3000 well i'm uh, actually pretty young at 23 years old and uh, i finished my bachelor studies in economics in minds and after that i searched for internships and because of the COVID, to get an internship was quite hard and the boss of this company asked me if i can make the social media for this company and i just asked him well i can i need an internship maybe we can find a compromise and therefore i started the internship and after that he told me michael you're doing this so good maybe you want to work full-time here so this is actually my first job and i'm one year into it and all already have a lot of responsibility for a company with seven workers yes
0: interesting and what were some of the initial challenges that you had starting out with this company and how did you
1: overcome them the biggest challenge was to standardize processes the boss is a very creative guy and the products are are good, but the logistics and the marketing had to be standardized. So the first year of my work was just about optimizing the processes to make them more efficient and to take care about marketing, for example, because before there was no marketing or barely any marketing. And these were the two key factors or so the logistics to standardize to optimize and the marketing to start marketing and to get reach for the product so we can sell even more gotcha
0: that's very interesting do you know the process how you come up with the new products because i would be very curious to hear more about
1: that after i started i took a lot of work from my boss and therefore he could create the product further so he designed it And after the design is done, we searched for people who can produce this product. And this is not even that easy because it's a steel product for home. And um, we have a lot of industrial companies which make car parts, for example, and those are more rough than such a fine small product. And we really care about um, producing in Germany and we had about six or seven producers, which we contacted had prototypes and so on till we got a final prototype, which we can produce. This took about four to five months in the parallel. We also had to take care about the patents, which we have on the product. So the the law stuff, we took a lawyer, we had to write all the patents. We had to register the name of the product, which is called top And uh, those were the first steps. So you have to communicate a lot and very detailed about what has to be produced with the producer and uh, keep steadily working on it till the final prototype evolves. And after that, the the biggest part of the job is done. After that, you just have to create texts, create pictures, which we made in-house too, with uh, my, my boss is more the creative guy. So he made the photos, he edited them. I have someone who's texting for us, and so we put on a page on our website and on Amazon. And after that, in general, the process is almost done. the another interesting point is to think about a packaging, a packaging for the product that sells good and is innovative and uh, the customer is happy with it because, Unpackaging the product is important very important too. I mean, if you unpack an iPhone, you already feel great. And we wanted to make make it as close as possible to this experience, even though it's a product for 25 euros. Yeah. And we already had a supplier for packaging. And luckily he had the possibilities to make us a uh, product packaging that we are happy to sell. <laughs> It's very convenient. You just open it up, and there is the instructions already inside, glued in. And we we plan to print it on it, the instructions. But also, we can send this package directly with the Deutsche Post. So this is this is very important that we have a packaging that can be sent, but the customer is still satisfied with the kind of the packaging. Mm -hmm. Very important part of that too. And after that, the general product development part is done. There are also details about how do you send it with Deutsche Post? Do you want to send a package? Do you send with Warenpost? How do you organize it with your logistics? How many pieces do you order? Many, many details which you have to consider. But this is the general process for understanding what has to be done. And it took... In the end, about eight to nine months from design to launch of the product, even though I think it's a very simple product.
0: The patent part specifically, how long does it take to get? Because I heard about cases where this can take a couple of years, depending on the country that you're filing it in and the kind of product you're filing it for. So how long does it take in your case, roughly,
1: do you know? Yeah, it took about three to four months.
0: Oh that's really short, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really short. <laughs> that's much less than I thought it would be.
1: Yeah, yeah it, it it didn't take so long because the product is quite simple. It's it's just it's just it takes about 25 pages which we registered. So what is the product? What can it do? What is saved against what does the patent defend us from? So what can't be copied and so on. It's quite simple in 25 pages summarized, but four months was good. But I have to say indeed this lawyer already worked for us before and uh, he knew the process and we knew how to work with each other. I think that played a big role too.
0: And then yeah, it's very different than for example, a farmer, right? because if you want the drug approved it takes like a really long time and then the patent
1: lasts for a really long time as well. With these furnishings how long do the patents last roughly there are different type of patents for example um there is the patent for if if we talk about siemens they have like big machines they have patents for 30 years for example our patent is called small patent we can prolong it after 10 years it's for 10 years and then there is a patent for just for design, which we have on our invisible bookshelves, which has to be prolonged every five years for a maximum of 30 years, I guess. Mm-hmm. Interesting, yeah. it yeah, makes sense.
0: Yeah. It's also good that you can actually renew it, that it doesn't just expire because like 30 days is a very 30 years, sorry, not days is a very good time frame as well. Interesting. And How would you describe the current situation
1: of the company? Well, the current situation is kind of hard to explain because we have those globally uh, occurring issues like the war and and COVID is still not finished uh, yet. There are still issues and um, steel prices are rising and gas prices are rising, which is important, important for our powder coating. But still we are selling goods and we could raise our prices so we can keep our margin it's not that bad but for example if we see 2021 and 2020 there was a growth about 30 40 percent that's nothing similar to this year because of the because of the rising prices and uh, the issues on the world
0: i see and where do you see the company in the long terms in five years ten years et cetera et cetera
1: my goal personally is to grow the company and how do we want to do this? Because we standardize a lot of processes, we have way more time for the creative part. So the the product designer of us, he has a lot of products and pipeline, which he wants to develop um, one after one. And we plan to get in more workforce so we can finish projects faster. Like, for example, the small product here took about eight months. This could be shortened. And um, therefore, we can launch more and more products, which are still in our innovative and minimalistic way. And um, I plan to make more product launches, make more products which sell good. So the company grows. In five years, I expect that we have about 20 to 30 workers. So about threefold to this moment
0: and what would be an interesting story that
1: you would like to share with the audience the most interesting story is about the uh, top fee which we invented just now but i think for the audience it could be quite interesting that the rule of pareto the 80 20 rule do you know it mm-hmm. yeah Big fan <laughs> a big fan yes and it's also true for companies like we have our products but just two or three of them make about 80 percent of the revenue and for example also our marketplaces which we work on it's it's Kaufland, Otto, Amazon, our own web shop and so on. And there you can also say that about one or two shops, they do like 80% of revenue. And the rest is just an add on. This is uh, quite interesting. Also for me, when, when I saw it, that it somehow develops like it and it is given like i can't quite change it because we can grow way faster on one platform than on another because we are for a longer time there and therefore this 80 20 rule it's that it it still stays i try my best to to get the other marketplaces bigger but still it's it's about one or two which uh, make 80% of the revenue. I mean, there's
0: a limit to that as well, just based off the sizes, right? If you have different retailers you're using or different marketplaces you're using from these uh, retailers, I think there is just a general distribution in terms of how much market share they're having as well, right? So there's kind of this natural limit to the marketplace itself, essentially, right?
1: yeah exactly because if you look on the, on the global players of uh, marketplaces marketplaces, it's it's Amazon. it's it's not Otto, it's not Kaufland, even though they are quite big in Germany. it's not any similar to Amazon. Amazon is just so big and therefore we are limited by the extent the other marketplaces are going.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and yeah, then
0: I feel like specifically with the with the more discovery-based products that people don't search for, right? I assume it's pretty tricky to make someone search on Auto DE or something like this for what it is that you're providing, right? So um, that makes sense, I see. So what are three takeaways that you would like to share with our audience?
1: That's a really good question from Mahi year of experience are that first one is that don't give up just keep on doing and think about how to do things different to make them new rethink processes and always stay creative so don't give up there's a lot of things that you can do especially in online business and the best method to know which works best is just try and error you can't know how the market decides you just have for example try a new marketplace try a new marketing campaign try a new social media um like you can work from pinterest you can work from facebook instagram tiktok and google so try and error always very big takeaway and the third one organize yourself so first you have to organize your private life before you can organize your business it will not work out if you want to scale a business but you can't even eat healthy for example eat healthy have a social life be healthy and then if this works out you have the routine in it you can take care about other stuff like working in a business scaling it getting bigger yeah these are the three takeaways i have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think it's,
0: what is it, Maslow or Marvlos uh, pyramid of needs or hierarchy of needs, right?
1: Yeah, Maslow,
0: yeah. Yeah, where it's actually start thinking about how to improve something. You really have to cover a lot of areas already in terms of needs that, uh, that people are having, right? At least consistently and maintainably interesting. Okay, great. Um, then any last words?
1: Thank you very much for the invitation. I was very surprised thanks for coming on as well because we are a quite small company uh, therefore i didn't expect that uh, someone write me uh, here come to a podcast i would say keep hustling
0: (laughs) (laughs) nice yeah great are you actually the first german guest uh, that we've had we had a lot of people from the uk from the us etc etc so this is good to have that in a bucket list (laughs) perfect
1: i listened to one or two episodes i thought it was Quite interesting, and I hope that my English was proficient enough. Uh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, don't worry about it, it's completely fine. It's a, uh, I think, with uh, Germany specifically, the education system really makes everyone speak English quite well. So, right now, my girlfriend, she's uh, not German and she talks to my parents in English without any issues, and my parents, they're 60 years old 63 years old and sometimes they don't know a specific word but then they figure it out so it's uh, it's an interesting thing about the german education system for some reason yeah
1: yeah that's wonderful but i think i met someone in egypt she was from norway she talked way better english than anyone i know from germany she learned it better Yeah, uh, again,
0: thanks for taking the time for this and coming on as a guest. And yeah, looking forward to speaking again
1: soon, right? Yeah, let's uh, stay in contact. I'm very interested about your project with your podcast. Maybe we can meet up sometime.
0: Sounds perfect.